Hey students, welcome back to another episode of Adulting 101. My name is Tara Coleman and I am the instructor for our CAT community. I am joined with our amazing learning assistant for this year, Zant Durham. Hello. Hey, Zant. How are we doing? <laughs> Good. Um, yeah, this is an early morning for me and I'm definitely ready for fall break, but we're getting there. I know. We're recording this the first full week of November and um, some of us are on the struggle bus. Yeah. Uh, it's very evident that our students this year are in need of it as well. Um, they're... <laughs> You could just see it on their faces. And I think then, it's everyone. I feel yeah. it. I would like a break. Yeah. We are all really like in big need of it. And it's coming up. But like I said, like we're going to get through it, perhaps not gracefully or, you know, in a great way. But it's it's going to come here eventually. And I'm just looking forward to it, yeah. honestly. <laughs> Sometimes what helps is just acknowledging and um, being gracious to each other. And yeah. um, kindness goes a long way. It really does. I mean, we're in Kansas. So, you know. Kindness is everywhere, I guess, but uh, it still it still goes a long way, you know. It helps. Yeah. It helps, and that's a really interesting segue into the episode today. Yeah, because we're talking about uh, Wildcat Dialogues, mm-hmm. which is um, a really uh, interesting event that we do on our campus. That I like to think um, gives us an opportunity to practice grace and kindness and listening skills, which is also good to have as we transition into our fall break and um, family yeah. time around Thanksgiving for those of us who celebrate it. Um, that can be stressful for people and um, having some kindness and grace can go a long way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been thinking about that a lot actually uh, recently. Just the struggle. It's not too bad for me because a lot of my family, we think very similarly. Mm-hmm. Um but I know a lot of people, it's a big struggle when they go home for Thanksgiving break. And it's like, I got to talk to my uncle and he's a Republican and I don't do that. Or I have to talk to my my aunt. She's a Democrat. I don't mm-hmm. want to deal with that. It's just like, you know, it's a tough time and right. it's very stressful. Um, but, you know, again, we're all going to get through it. Yeah. Just got to be kind together. Well, and I think uh, sometimes we struggle because we don't have any practice. No one sits mm-hmm. you down and says, this is how to listen with open ears. This is what to do when mm-hmm. someone maybe pushes a button. Um, and if you don't have those skills or even experience doing it, of course it makes things hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so while something like Wildcat Dialogues is a really um, great way to practice that, to mm-hmm. hear different perspectives and to um, have discussions with your peers on topics that maybe you've never considered. Mm-hmm. And I think our students this year are in a particularly... Uh, good position because, you know, we had that whole conversation that whole day about having difficult conversations. And so they're in a a really good spot because they have some more knowledge on how to handle those. They have significantly more knowledge than, you know, other people their age on how to be able to handle that. So I think they're in a fantastic position to be able to go handle those conversations. Yes. And um, I'm excited that we're going to have some students share Mm -hmm. some of their perspectives on difficult conversations. And um, they're all students who went to um, Wildcat Dialogues and participated in some of the conversations that the um, facilitators helped guide. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also have an opportunity to listen to one of the planners Mm -hmm. of Wildcat Dialogues, Tamara Bauer from Mm -hmm. Leadership Studies. Mm -hmm. I had a great talk with her. She was a very awesome person. Tamara's pretty amazing. She really is. <laughs> I feel bad because I, I just keep, I kept butch- butchering her name. Um, and I had to like ask her to like, how do you say it? And I, yeah, I just feel terrible. <laughs> um, but how about we go ahead and get started? Yeah, let's get started. 
Wildcat Dialogues has been a part of K-State culture for the last three years. Uh, at first, it was known as Cats for Inclusion, but now it has the name that we all know today. Uh, Wildcat Dialogues has sparked amazing discussions between students and faculty. Today, we have a friend that helps with Wildcat Dialogues to give us some uh, dialogue. Uh, I am here with uh, Tamara, Tamara Bauer. Uh, would you please introduce yourself to the students uh, of Adulting 101 and let them know what you do here at K-State? You bet. Hello, everyone. Um, <laughs> my name is Tamara Bauer. I'm a faculty member at the Staley School of Leadership Studies, and primarily I teach classes for the Leadership Studies minor, um, mm. which is an interdisciplinary program at K-State. Nice. Um, well, thanks for being here, first of all. Um, let's talk about Wildcat Dialogues for a second. Um, can you please like, kind of tell us uh, the story behind it um, as you know it? Yeah. So um, you hit the nail on the head. This initiative primarily started out of something called Cats for Inclusion. Mm -hmm. um, one of the classes that we teach in leadership studies is called Leadership and Practice. And it's a group of about 20 K-State juniors and seniors um, that come together and they try to exercise leadership around an important issue in the community. And for several years, one of the conversations that was happening on campus was the need for um, more inclusive practices. There was a lot of um, incidents on campus that were demonstrating the opposite of our value of family. And so in trying to think of a way to respond, um, this group of students coordinated difficult dialogues called Cats for Inclusion um, and invited community members um, to come and have these facilitated conversations. Um, we did this for several years and um, brought in, I think, a lot of new faces and voices into these dialogues. And when we were thinking about how to make this even more proactive and not feeling just reactive after something may, an incident or something may have happened on campus, mm -hmm. um, we heard about a program at the University of Nebraska at Lincoln, um, and they have Husker Dialogues. And so okay. a team of students and faculty traveled up there and participated in one of their events. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where we got the idea for Wildcat Dialogues. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Um, and I, I really like Wildcat Dialogues. I think they're a fantastic thing. Uh, we actually did a, a little bit of a Wildcat Dialogue um, kind of practice in our UE portion of the class, um, and that went really well, uh, at least in, in my group. Uh, shifting gears a little bit, um, can you tell me uh, why are these kinds of events important? You kind of talked about it a little bit just now, but um, I kind of oh. want to hear a yeah. So yeah. I loved what you said about that this was continued because the goal would be that we wouldn't have just one big event and mm -hmm. then be like, oh, tied a pretty bow on it. It's yeah. over. Um, but really, we create a platform or an experience that invites mm -hmm. students to say, hey, as K-Staters, we're willing to engage in difficult conversation. And we can do that with respect, um, with trust in one another, and that we have to surface things that are challenging for our community. Mm -hmm. And so how do we do that? Um, I know, especially as first-year students, um, you experience a lot of difference when you come, right? Depending yeah. <laughs> on where you grew up from, um, what your values are, what your orientations are, mm -hmm. um, your identities. And so talking through that we all are at K-State, but that doesn't mean that we're all the same. Mm -hmm. And how do we how do we talk about that in really productive ways? Mm -hmm. And so the goal would be that it's not just one event and that it's, you know, it's over, yeah. um, but really it, it's the platform that creates an experience that says if we're going to um, uplift this value of K-State family, mm -hmm. what do we have to do to achieve that? And sometimes having those difficult and courageous conversations is at the heart of that. Yeah, I agree with all everything you just said. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, let's, let's go ahead and get to the adulting question now. Mm. Um, so... How how did you know that you were an adult? How did I know? 
Um, so I think that there, I love that we, uh, make it a verb adulting. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> which I think is really applicable to this feeling of like, when do I feel like I've grown up enough that I'm responsible for things? And, right. um, to be fair, I'm not sure that there was ever a moment where I felt like that all of a sudden you just are doing things and taking responsibility in new ways. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly for me, having, um, children was a whole added level of responsibility and being like, oh my gosh, I am responsible for keeping another Un- human alive. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think every day, though, I still have these questions of like, I'm doing this. How am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, am I doing it well enough? Um, but that's what I think the, the fun of community is, because everybody experiences that. And so if you can do it and learn from other people, it makes it a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like uh, when we were talking before we started recording, like that's kind of like the idea behind this whole podcast that we're doing is like we're learning and communicating and, and just growing together. Um but yeah, I really like everything that you uh, they had to cool. talk about today. Very cool. Well, I will say, if anyone says that they are an adult or that they know how to do it, then they're lying, right? Yeah. Like it's a process, <laughs> and you grow a little bit better every every day, every year. Hopefully, yeah, exactly. I definitely don't feel like an adult yet. I mean, I'm only 22 <laughs> years old, um, and so that's why that's just one of the reasons why I said I wasn't an adult when I was asked this question. But even Tara, um, who is uh, said she's pushing 40, and I'm sorry that I had to include that again, but. Um, hey, I'm right along with her. Yep, <laughs> yep. Yeah, she uh, she said like the like, same thing. It's just a constant struggle, and there's a uh, there's constantly times uh, in every like decade of your life where it's like, okay, I'm an adult now. I need to like step up to the plate, you know, grip the bat a little harder. Um, but you know, that's just I feel like it's part of life, you know. It is, yeah. Um, well, thank you for those answers. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Um, students are probably the biggest part of Wildcat Dialogues. They are the ones who do most of the discussing, I feel like. Uh, so let's hear from some of our students from this year's uh, Adulting 101 class to talk about having difficult conversations we discussed uh, in class. And these students did some research and went to Wildcat Dialogues, actually, to understand them a little bit more and understand how to have these difficult conversations. Uh, we have interviews with our students, uh, Kaylee, Hayden, Jaden, Christina, and Gavin. Please stay with us. Welcome to the next part of the Adulting Podcast. Uh, my name is Ant Durham. As you know, uh, I am the learning assistant for the course for the 2019-2020 school year. Uh, I am joined with two of my students. Can you please introduce yourselves? Uh, I'm Gavin Cohn. Um, I am currently a freshman here at K-State, uh, majoring in business management and getting my certificate in sales. Nice. And I'm Kaylee Swoboda, and I'm also a freshman here. I'm majoring in clinical psychology and minoring in communication studies. So the topic that we're going to be talking about, or the question that you two are going to be discussing right now, uh, is about, you know, we recently spent some time uh, in class talking about how to have difficult conversations. Um, my question for you guys is, why is it important for us to have conversations and dialogue as a, as a community? Um, I think it's important to have these conversations because you're never going to get truly get out of your shell or get to know someone unless you break that inner ice. And I think that everyone can build together if they really like express how they feel. Sometimes it's hard for people just because they don't know what other people's input might be on the situation. And they also don't want to offend others. And so they just like to sit back and listen. But if you just like truly like speak how you feel and the other person's open-minded as well, generally like things can correlate and like go smooth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with Kaylee. Um, uh, having difficult conversations uh, truly opens up people. I mean, it's difficult at first for people to open up. Like in our class, 
uh, we honestly don't talk that much, but um, I feel like as you get to know a person, you get uh, into a lot more deeper talks, and it really made the person feel a lot better when they could trust you and everything like that. Yeah. How can you, like, help build that trust so someone can open up to you and you can have those hard, hard conversations? I think if you just, like, start off by, like, even something as simple as, like, an introduction and then slowly getting to know the person. And the more time you spend with that person, I think it's easier to, like, start to trust that person mm -hmm. when you're around them more and you, like, know how they act and how they, like, associate with others. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, getting to know, getting to know them. Um, uh, just saying hi, uh, and then maybe um, that always branches off to something else. Like me and Kaylee, we didn't know each other, and then we had a 20-minute conversation, and now we're pretty good friends, talk on a regular day basis and everything. So, I mean, it, you just have to get your name out there, show your face. Yeah. And, and like that initial like conversation is never something that's easy but like between gavin and i even though it was something that was forced like something good can always come out of it yeah uh why do you think it's kind of hard to be vulnerable with people and like kind of open up about stuff that might be difficult why, I, why do you think that is why do you think that's a, that's i issue? think that it's probably hard just because like of what you hear like other people's past and like how like they've been burnt and mm -hmm. how they thought that somebody was their best friend or they thought that this was someone they could trust and like something they didn't want out got out and it's just like the initial like what people are afraid might happen yeah i think a lot of it has to do with trust um like if you don't trust somebody or know somebody very well mm -hmm. um i mean it's difficult to open up to them yeah um i mean that's it is important to have these conversations, you know, because mm. um, it is hard to have certain conversations. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's there's times where, like, you have to talk about something like, you know, roommate conflict or, uh, you know, I have an issue financially or mm. something like that. You know, they're hard to have these conversations, but, you know, you got to have them. Well, thank you, too. Yeah. Um, thanks for being on the podcast. And we will transition to our next spot. Sweet. Sweet. Thanks. Welcome to the next part of our adulting podcast. We have two more students right now. Could you please introduce yourselves? Um, I'm Haley Eaglehoff, and I'm majoring in business administration. I'm Christina Brogdon, and I'm majoring in general business. Nice. Um, the question that we are discussing is, uh, what is your comfort level uh, at having these difficult discussions? What things can you and other people do to make uncomfortable conversations less difficult, uh, even if they are not more comfortable? Do you get, do you understand like the question? Yeah. We can, we can, we, let's start with the first part. What is your comfort level at having like these difficult discussions? Personally, I'm um, a very open person and I'm kind of an open book. So like, I don't really have anything to hide and I'll talk about how I feel and it's not really an issue for me. I'm more good at like having conversations difficult conversations when I'm with someone else like if I'm better in a group setting confronting someone because I need more opinions and more people not like ganging up on someone but like lovingly ganging up on someone <laughs> what does that look like <laughs> um so like for my roommates if someone is being difficult we all will have the conversation rather than just one-on-one -on -one. I mean it depends on what the conversation is about, but mm -hmm. yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, 
now that we have that out of the way, let's try to talk about the next part of the question. Um, what things can you and other people do to make these conversations less difficult? And the, the group before you actually kind of touched on this a little bit in their discussion. So I'm kind of interested to see what you have, what you two have to say. Um, I would say just like letting the person know that there's like not going to be like any consequences, like what they're saying or like you're not there to judge. You're just there to listen and help them through whatever they're going through or um, what like whatever topic it is that's difficult to talk about. Um, and don't really like try to argue with them about anything. Just sit back and listen. And when you do um, when you do when you are ready to like speak your opinion, like say it in a nice way and don't like attack them or don't like be like harsh and forceful about it yeah for sure I know that it really bothers me when someone confronts me but then they also won't let me say my side like they mm -hmm. have a they have it already in their mind like what they want to think so definitely let them know that you're listening and you're you're there to listen yeah yeah it's definitely important for like you know the person you're talking to to like be able to receive the information that you have for them as well instead of just like you know kind of judging on their own um yeah and like a lot of times like when people think about having a difficult difficult conversation they like only think about their side and like what they're gonna say and then they they're not ready to like listen to the other person's opinion and what they mm -hmm. have to say as well yeah yeah i think one of the reasons we do that because i think we all are kind of guilty of it is just because like we we kind of judge things off of our own perspective, you know? We need to be able to, like, view things from other people's perspectives, yeah. mm -hmm. and that can be kind of difficult. Right. Yeah. How can we kind of, like, what are some, like, how can we, like, be able to do that uh, or be able to improve on that, like, ability of, like, being able to see other perceptions? Don't go to the person while you're angry. I think it's good to go calm and ready because if you're going to mm -hmm. go into this conversation already like mad then it's probably going to go downhill. Yeah. I would me. I would go further and say just like try to like not be emotional mm -hmm. um, when you confront that person or when you have like a difficult conversation. Like try to be as calm as possible. Mm -hmm. I think that'll help them be calm during the discussion as well. Even if it's like you're going to them and they're like um you know you think they're struggling with like depression or something like that mm -hmm. um you know those are kind of difficult conversations to have but as long if you see that if they can see that you're calm that's going to help them be calm as well yeah 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 what do you think Haley? um i kind of agree with that honestly nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was super in-depth thank you yeah, for that answer <laughs> it's okay um well that's going to wrap it up for for this group we have one more student discussion to have after this but uh thank you ladies for uh for joining me for this little podcast you're welcome yeah. no problem okay Actually, I would like to correct myself. We actually have two more students to hear from. We are joined with one more student. Uh, his name is Jason. Uh, Jason, could you please tell us about yourself? Uh, I'm a freshman. I'm going to be studying professional strategic selling from Rover Park, Kansas. Um, big hobby is fishing and collecting shoes. That's about it. Nice. Nice. Um, so I want to know why... We asked this uh, for some of our other classmates, but why uh, is it important to have difficult conversations? Uh, well, I, th I think we need to be able to have difficult conversations in order to solve some of our biggest um, issues in life. Uh, in my experience, conversations like these have either gone one of two ways, good or bad. Uh, conversations that go well 
when I fully understand what's going on or I play a big role in the situation. And often our problems can't get resolved without having a difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, how, what are, what are some ways that we can make difficult conversations easier to have, whether that's making it more comfortable for you, for more comfortable for the other person? Uh, just how can we make them just easier in general? Well, I think it'd be smart to um, kind of go in with an open mind. In my case, I'd, I like to make an attempt to understand the other person's side or whatever piece of information they, they would provide. Mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way. Um, just off the top of your head, you know, like, are there any, like, specific strategies that you use whenever you try, like, other than that, to try to make things just, like, an easier uh, time for you and your partner um, who you're having that conversation with? Well, like I said, I like to go in with open ear, you know. Yeah. Be able to listen. That's a big part of that, in my opinion, is being able to listen to the other person. Because a difficult conversation doesn't always have to be an argument. It could be a topic of, you know, it could be a political issue, you know. So it could be really anything. I think the the main thing to focus on is being able to listen, Yeah, in my opinion. Nice. Well, thanks, Jason. Thanks for your answers. Thanks for having me. All righty. Let's move on a little bit more. Welcome to the next section of our podcast where we're having students kind of discuss some questions. Uh, Our last student that we have is Jaden. Can you please introduce yourself? Okay, so I'm Jaden Miller. Um, I'm a psychology major here at K-State. This is my first year, and I'm in Adulting 101, which is what this podcast is kind of about. (laughs) Yeah, Um, and we're also joined by our instructor, Tara Coleman. Hey. (laughs) Um, So the other groups uh, talked about an individual question, but they kind of talked about each other's questions a little bit too uh, without even realizing it. So we're going to talk about both questions right now and kind of, you know, see see what you have to think about those. Uh, But our first question is... We recently spent a class talking about difficult conversations and how to have them. Um, Why do you think it is important uh, for us to have these conversations uh, and have dialogue as a community? Um, I think it's really important to learn how to have those difficult conversations because um, you can't really keep avoiding them. Mm -hmm. You have to speak up and (laughs) get it over with but I know I struggle with having difficult conversations because I'm a very shy person Mm -hmm. so I think the biggest part is just staying calm and just like talking it through making sure whoever you're having the conversation with they understand like how important it is so yeah um I appreciate that you know that your shyness can be a factor um when I was your age, I didn't ever bring up things like that mm-hmm. because I had a million and one reasons. What if they got mad? Mm-hmm. What if um, I hurt their feelings and something bad happened? Um, and sometimes I would keep quiet. But I think some of it was also that I was shy. And it helped me to practice a little bit. Sometimes I would, I like to write in a journal and I would think about what I want to say. And then in my mind, not a good thing to do, I would like have a fight with the person that I wanted to have an argument with, kind of anticipating the worst thing that could happen. Is there anything that you do that helps you when you know you have to do it and you know you're shy and that can be a barrier? Um, So I think the biggest thing that I do is probably I'll talk with like, so for instance, if it's with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. or like my mom or something, I'll talk to like my friends about it first Mm -hmm. and then go to them. Because 
I don't know, I always need that, like, advice from them and, like, what to say and all that. Do you have, like, that, that, like, one friend or, like, that one friend group that you, like, go to for, like, all of those kind of conversations? Because I know, personally, I have that, like, I have those people in my life where it's, like, I'm struggling with this or I need to have this conversation. I'll go to, like, my friend, my friend Caleb, for instance. Um, Like, do you have those people and, like, you know, what is that relationship kind of like? Yeah, I think my go-to person is probably my cousin Mm. because she is just amazing at wording stuff and, like, you know, just just wording stuff to where it doesn't come off, like, rude or Mm -hmm. anything like that. So she's such a helpful person for me. Yeah. And do you let her know how helpful she is? Yes. Good. (laughs) I tell her all the time. Good. (laughs) It's really important because it's a lot of work to, like, listen to someone who is struggling. And sometimes you don't know whether or not they, what they did with it. I'm glad Mm -hmm. that you let her know. Yes. Um, What is your comfort level when you're having these, like, discussions? They can be kind of difficult to have, Mm -hmm. you know. Obviously, they're difficult discussions. Um, So what, what is your comfort level and what are some things that you can do to try to, make them less uncomfortable even if it doesn't if, even if it's like they're not more comfortable but they're just less uncomfortable if that makes sense I kind of like jumbled my words a little bit <laughs> um I think probably on a scale of one to ten of how uncomfortable I would be it's probably like an 11 <laughs> <laughs> I hate confronting people yeah I'm the same way so, <laughs> um I don't know I, I still struggle with it a lot mm-hmm. so I wouldn't say that I'm the best person to ask that but I think what just really helps me is like I said just talking to someone before Mm -hmm. having a conversation with um you know someone that you know can help you get it across good get Mm -hmm. the advice Mm -hmm. across good can I flip it so you know what it's like when you have to bring something up and you know how it makes you feel Mm Let's say that it's someone who has to come to you or wants to come to you and they want to tell you something and they're worried. Are there things that you can do as the receiver that can make the conversation that you don't even know what's going to happen, but you can make it um, more comfortable for them, even though it's going to still be hard? Yeah, um, I just always I like having conversations with people where I'm on the other end. You just don't want to be the first one to yeah. bring it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I always let my friends know, like, come talk to me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't I don't get mad easily at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I wasn't laughing at you. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm relating to you a lot right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I try to um, let people know by not interrupting. Like, I'm going to put my phone away. I'm going to put it upside down. I'm going to listen and nod. Sometimes I take notes if it's okay with people because I think that when I'm hearing bad news, sometimes I can get a little hot. And I think it's like a fight or, fight or flight thing, right? Like mm-hmm. yeah. then I stop hearing because I'm really upset. So it's just saying, okay, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to interrupt, but I want to take a note so that I don't in my head make it into something else. And then once they have everything done, asking my questions without um, being disrespectful if I can. Um Do you ever do anything like that when people want to tell you something hard? I think the phone thing is like a really good um, thing to do because I know if I'm talking to someone Mm -hmm. and they're on their phone, I immediately think, oh, they don't care. Right, right. Well, and probably they do care. Sometimes when you're nervous, you look like your Mm -hmm. phone is there. You can use it as a distraction, even though it comes off negative. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Nice. Uh, thank you, thank you, Jaden, for being here today, and thank you, Tara. Obviously, we can go ahead and wrap this up. Thanks for listening to this episode of Adulting 101, and thank you to our students and Tamara Bauer for their discussion on Wildcat Dialogues. Um, I really appreciated the students who participated in the discussion about difficult conversations. Um, that can be challenging, um, but it's good practice for the future. Um, and always, thanks to our super producer, learning assistant, Zant Durham. This won't be the last time you hear from us, so um Please keep on listening, and we will have more information for you coming out. Um, For now, this is your instructor, Tara Coleman, and it's been another episode of Adulting 101. Have a great day.